0: another episode of the Let's Sit Together podcast. I will tell you right now you might hear some birds chirping in the background. The weather has turned. I am sitting outside on a beautiful day and I just wanted to give you kind of that little bit of a heads up in case you hear the sounds of nature. I'm just sitting outside enjoying a glass of McBride Sisters Sparkling Rosé and enjoying just the summer weather that has rolled in and the calm and the quiet. So we're going to hope that nothing crazy disruptive happens in the next 15 minutes or so. But I wanted to talk on this episode about some of the emotions that I went through around divorce, specifically around my kids because that was the hardest part of this whole thing. The last episode that I published – was recorded around the day that I had my divorce court hearing, and a lot of the emotions that I was feeling that day were fairly positive considering all the things that had gone on the last two years. I was excited. I was relieved. I was hopeful, and I chatted with a few people about kind of that day, and they were like, you sounded so happy, like, you know – was this whole process happy? Is this how everything went? And I realize there may be a little bit of a misconception around, you know, what this whole thing was like. The reality is that the people that know me well and have known me throughout this process know that it was not all rainbows and unicorns. And I'm realizing that those of you that are listening that don't know me might have this misconception that the divorce was all, you know, candy canes and unicorns and rainbows and all happy. And I want to assure you that that's actually not how this whole entire process was. I also think it's important to acknowledge that every divorce is different and the emotions that people – experience and go through before their divorce and during their divorce and after their divorce are all very different because everyone's relationship is different. And so I'm sharing just what my experience was completely acknowledging that some people have far, far worse experiences with divorce and others probably have an easier time. But um, for me, hands down, the most difficult part of divorce was anything involving my children and I think my ex-husband would agree and and I would venture to guess probably most people that are seeking divorce that have children would probably say something very similar Um, and I will never forget when I had shared with someone early on that I was getting a divorce and their first question was well what about the kids and it sort of caught me off guard because I felt, you know, I was in a kind of an emotional state anyways, but I took that question very personally as almost an attack. And I, you know, looking back, the person I think was truly just inquiring out of the best interest of my children. But for me, and again, I would venture to say for probably most parents, they don't accept and Agree to divorce lightly for me, it was not something that I woke up one day and was like, I'm gonna get a divorce. It was something that was long thought out, and quite frankly, my children were probably the reason that my marriage lasted as long as it did, and again, I would venture to guess for a lot of people and and specifically the friends that I know that have gone through divorce. I think something we all agree on is that we try to stay together for our kids because there is no parent in the world wants to hurt their child. And that hands down was the most difficult part of this whole process. And it's still going on two years later. Um, I went back actually through my journal that I started two years ago, and I wanted to read part of it. Um, I didn't have the idea to start a podcast until just recently, so it probably would have been helpful if I had started this when um, we had made the decision to divorce, and I could have chronicled things a little bit better, but I did do some journaling, so I'm going to read you just an excerpt so you can kind of see the headspace that I was in. Um, This is dated July 1st, 2020, so remember the pandemic began in March of 2020. Um, Decided to start up writing again given the current situation that's happening. It's been almost four months in COVID quarantine and about four weeks since we opened up the conversation around separating. It was one week ago that we officially came to the decision to part ways. A new house is in the works for him. Looking like he'll close on July twenty fourth, which would be our 10 year wedding anniversary. I don't really want about I don't really want to write about the why. There's a lot that I'll have to accept about why this is where we find ourselves. But I'm hopeful for the future. I'm hopeful that I'll find my way again, that I will find my joy again, that I will find my purpose, and eventually find great love again. In the 12 years we've been together, so much good has happened. I went to law school for a year, learned that wasn't my calling, taught at neighborhood house charter school, found my love of Napa and all things wine. I found one hope, and most importantly, I created, we created, our two beautiful, smart baby girls. For all of these reasons, I'm choosing to be grateful for this chapter. Yes, there was so much heartache, heartbreak, anger, frustration, distrust, resentment, guilt, shame. But I'm choosing to be grateful. I'm sure I'll uncover more life lessons as time goes on, but for now, that's what I'm desperately trying to hold on to. As of today, the girls don't know yet what their future holds for them. It's challenging to be all under the same roof without them knowing. I'm so scared to tell them. The inevitable heartbreak they're going to feel is unavoidable. Seeing your kids hurt is unbearable for any parent, but being the cause of that hurt isn't something I think I'll ever be ready for. I'm trying to be hopeful that because we are amicable and working so hard to be and do the best for them, we will all come through this stronger, happier, and better people. I'm also contemplating what the lessons are here for the girls. I want them to know Most importantly, they are loved and safe, but I also want them to know they can be independent and do things on their own, but also allow for them to be open and ask for help and accept help and support from others. I suppose those are lessons that I also need to learn myself. I guess my point in journaling again is to get down my worries and fears and maybe even celebrate future successes. I do think it'll be great to look back at this the beginning of this transformation to see how far we've come once we're on a new path. So apologies for getting emotional. Um, That was the first journal entry that I have written and now looking back through this, there's about 30 pages of writing that I have done over the last, I don't know, couple of years. But the fear that I felt in telling my children what was happening was unlike anything I have ever imagined and ever felt in my life. There was no, I've had no greater fear in my life than that day. And I know talking to a girlfriend of mine recently, she was sharing the same thing. She had to revisit that conversation and there is no, I, it is hands down the hardest conversation that we've ever had to have with our kids. And at the time they were nine and six and my nine year old, when we sat them down on the couch, I can still, I can close my eyes and see how we were all sitting and we sat them down and told them and my older daughter, who is very sensitive and very loving and wears a huge heart on her sleeve, immediately burst into tears um, and and got up and ran away. And my six-year-old, who was younger, um, obviously, didn't really have a lot of emotions and I don't think really understood what was going on. Um, and it was just so hard and I think something that I didn't recognize is that the fact that their parents are divorced isn't something that they're ever going to get over and it's not something that's never going to, um, it's not something that's ever going to go away no matter how much time goes by and I can say now over the past two years, again, both of my daughters have handled this very, very differently. But, you know, my younger daughter sort of just goes with the flow and she's not one to really talk about her emotions. And, you know, some days I don't worry about her and some days I worry if there's more that she's not telling me. Um, My older daughter, is very open and is very willing to talk with me about her feelings and what she's thinking about and what's going on. And literally just the other night, you know, we had a really emotional conversation and and she's going through other changes with going into middle school next year. And so a lot is changing, but lumped up in this emotional conversation was the fact that her parents are divorced. And I, I, understood that they were going to be sad because their mom and dad weren't living in the same house anymore. And I understood that they might be angry because their mom and dad weren't living under the same roof anymore. And everything was going to look different. Vacations were going to look different. Holidays, some of them are going to look very different. Normal, you know, Tuesday night dinner is going to look different. Everything is going to look different. What I didn't anticipate was the social piece of having divorced parents. And similar to um, an episode I did about my youngest that has food allergies, I always recognized the physical um, implications of having food allergies, but I never recognized the social implications of it. And a similar thing has happened in particular with my older daughter around having parents that are divorced. She is the only friend in her friend circle whose parents are divorced. And it makes her feel different. It makes her feel um, not excluded, but it, it makes her feel different than everyone else. Um, And that's hard for her. And because it's hard for her, it's hard for me. And it was a really tricky thing to navigate with her in school. Um, And I remember talking with some moms of her friends and letting them know ahead of time, hey, I want to let you know, this is what's happening. Because at the time, they were, you know, in third grade, um, nine years old, and kids talk, and I didn't know what she was going to tell her friends and what questions that might stir up for her friends, for their parents, and asking if they're going to get divorced and all of that. So it's just very, um, there's so many layers and facets to it. And I will say that I am so thankful that my daughters and I have a very open relationship and I think they have a pretty similar one with their dad and he and I are able to communicate when one of them expresses, you know, concern about something or sadness or frustration. We're able to communicate with each other and share that that is going on um, and so we can all be on the same page. The other piece of this that I am quite proud of, and I I also want to acknowledge that I'm very fortunate that this is the position that we find ourselves in, that the girls um, and their dad and I all live um, very close together along with my parents and his parents and my sister and her family, and so a lot of our holidays, as much as possible, don't look as different as they potentially could be you know, Thanksgiving, they do first Thanksgiving with his family and second Thanksgiving with my family. And that's how life has always been. Um, Except I'm not at my in-laws and he's not at my parents. Um, Christmas morning, he is still here waking up when the kids are waking up because Santa has come. And both of us want to be a part of that. And neither of us want to prevent the other from being a part of that and so for the time being, you know, Christmas Eve they spend with my um my in-laws and and their dad's family and Christmas morning the four of us are in my house together opening gifts from Santa and then in the afternoon we do Christmas with my family which is again the same routine we've always done except he is not here with my family and I am not at his parents um And we're able to do things together like the girls open house at school, or, you know, moving up ceremonies, or musicals, or concerts, or whatever important things the girls have. We are able to attend as a family of four. And so we've tried to instill in the girls that even though we don't all live together all the time, and even though our family might look different than your friends families we are in fact still a family and again I'm so grateful that we're able to do that for the kids because I think it's so important and I think it helps them as they're working through this transition and they're still working through this transition and in the future there will be you know more transitions as we you know, get into new relationships or move into different homes or the kids go into different schools as they're getting older. There are so many transitions that are going to be coming. And I think, again, I feel very fortunate and grateful that we're able to do these things together. So that's all I kind of wanted to say about this whole topic. And like I said earlier, it has not all been candy canes and rainbows and unicorns and all happiness Um, and the kids of course were for first and foremost at the forefront of every decision that was made two years ago and every decision that was made you know two weeks ago Um, my daughters are always always the reason behind everything Um, And the only other thing that I will say, just thinking about my kids and having a conversation recently with someone who has young kids and is contemplating a divorce, and we were talking about, you know, what do I think was helpful for my own daughters? um, A couple of the things I've already talked about in terms of the things that we're able to do together. And I'm not saying that that's the right way to do things. I'm just sharing kind of how we have done it. Um, You know, we don't do vacations together anymore. (laughs) Uh, We did do one brief vacation partly together. Um, The summer that we had separated, we um, had told the girls, you know, um, the beginning of August. Um, Their dad had signed had closed on his house on our 10-year anniversary that actually happened that way. Um we had told them the beginning of August and at the end of August, my family had scheduled a vacation to New Hampshire um, that the kids had already known about, they were already excited about. And so um my ex-husband ended up coming up to New Hampshire for the first couple of days of the trip and then left for the second half of the trip and while we were away was when he moved some things out of the house and and we felt that was best um we didn't want the kids to see him moving things out and I didn't want to see him moving things out and it just that felt right for us um and I do think in retrospect it was the best decision so that was helpful Um, That was the last vacation we did together. Um, But I also think the really important thing for us is that we were very open with their teachers and people at school. Um, If you've listened to earlier episodes, you know that I was an educator for 15 years and I know how important it is that teachers are looped in when things are happening at home. And so With this transition happening over the summer, we were sure to let, you know, their fourth and first grade teachers know right away that this was a situation we were navigating. I'm also so fortunate and so blessed that our school nurse has become a dear friend because of um, the food allergy situation in our home. And she was actually one of the very first people that I reached out to because I knew that she would be a resource and have books or articles or things that would be helpful. And so I think to kind of sum that up is just anyone that's working with your kids. Um, We also told my daughter's music teacher and my youngest's track coach, um, people that work with your kids or that are interact with your kids. If it's their friends, parents, um, coaches, teachers, people at school, Let them know um, because there definitely were days that, you know, emotions kind of come in waves and there were definite days that particularly my older daughter needed a little bit of extra, a little bit of extra love, a little bit of extra encouragement. And so it was really nice that her teachers knew that. I will also say that's something we've talked about with their teachers this year, two years later. And it's something that I will tell their teachers next year because, Like I said, this is something that they carry um, and they're carrying it, I think, very gracefully and they're so strong and amazing, but I do know that it does rear its head every now and again. So um, that sums up my thoughts around my kids, but I guess I just wanted to clarify for people that Number one, the whole process, not rainbows and unicorns, and there will be future episodes that I dive in a little bit deeper to some stuff that I've talked to with my therapist. Um, But, you know, not all candy canes and unicorns. And, again, someone asking me what about the kids, um, kind of implying that was a reason for me to stay in this situation that I was in. Um, You know, of course, the kids were thought about. And so there's going to also be a future episode about what not to say to someone who has told you they're getting a divorce. So be on the lookout for that one. But until next time, thank you again so much for listening. Have an amazing day.